welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we bring you a sprinkle of Hallmark movie magic. You have your hosts for season six. You have myself, Sally, joined by the beautiful, the lovely, the curious, Tracy. And as always, we are joined by our silent co-host, Colleen the Build-A-Bear. She's looking super cute. You can see her on the Instagram. She's definitely getting festive for the upcoming Easter season. Yes, she is. But first and foremost, we will jump in on that first segment for season six, which is Life's Recipes. segment mom and I just like to share a little tip or a little hack for life just to make things a little bit easier and a little bit better for you listeners so mom would you like to get us started sure I have a short but sweet life's recipe tip for you all okay find joy in the journey oh yes nothing more that needs to be said about that yes I really love that one because I think We can get so caught up in our goals or what we're working for Mm -hmm. that we kind of forget that half the fun is getting there. And especially once we finally reached or achieved that goal, sometimes it can feel really empty if we haven't been celebrating ourselves because it's like, okay, we sunk, you know, what, 5, 10, 15 years into this. Now what? So I like that one a lot. I know you said nothing more needs to be said. I said something. Okay. Okay. That's good. (laughs) It was very enhancing. Thank you. And so what is yours, Sally? Ooh, great question, Mom. So this one is actually a tip that I like to give out. At the beginning of the day, especially if you're noticing some elevated stress levels, maybe you're feeling overwhelmed, anxious, anything along those lines, actually take the time to fold a piece of paper in half or just draw a line right down the middle of your page and write your stressors on the left hand side anything that's really not sitting right with you and then on the right hand side you're going to write out one step of how you're going to handle that stressor and for some things especially if they're outside of our control because let's be real stressors can be outside of our control sometimes that's just accepting where you are right in the present moment so there is a little hack that i sometimes use as well because sometimes days do be challenging us and sometimes there are tests that you don't feel like going through very good (laughs) Excellent. Excellent life's recipe, Sally. Thank you. And so for our next segment, we begin with the key ingredients. Of course, this season we're focused on the baking elements of Hallmark movies, the hallmark of Hallmark movies, which many include all those baking elements. We have our baking soda and flour and eggs and salt and sugar and butter. We'll get through all the meanings of those, but the first thing we need to know, most importantly, is what is the Hallmark movie that we have on tap for tonight. So for tonight's movie, we chose this one very specifically because we are celebrating our 75th episode! That's such a milestone. Three quarters of the way to 100! (laughs) I feel like if you would have asked us Season one, episode four, if we thought we were going to make it here. 75. We probably might have been a little skeptical, but we knew we had to do it big for this milestone. We're a septuagenarian now, folks. Septuagenarian. (laughs) So we chose to watch The Cases of Mystery Lane because starring as leading lady Birdie was Amy Garcia, but maybe more importantly, sorry, no, Amy, we love you. We definitely love you. more importantly. <laughs> Starring as leading man Alden was Paul, Paul Campbell. We oh, need Paul oh. Campbell to come on here as a guest. That is my goal for the 175th oh episode of our podcast. I couldn't even, I don't even think I could be in the same <laughs> I room. Think we I, I think I'd be crying and drooling. Yeah, the whole I, don't, time. I, I don't know I can make it. I really don't. I, I think I, yeah, I think I'd faint. Oh my. Now that we have composed ourselves, semi. Semi. Just to read the synopsis that Hallmark gives us Birdie and Alden Case find a way to keep the mystery in their marriage alive when they are pulled into a murder investigation. Thus, the 
cases. Yes, we, we. And they live on, on Mystery, Mystery Lane. Lane. So, so I picked that one up during the movie. I didn't even pay attention. It, it, to be fair, it took me until the middle of the movie to be like, ah, I, I get the, the last double name meaning. Is case. Yes, yes. Like I, I see. Him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the plural, my friends. That's the plural. <laughs> so first and foremost, in our key ingredients for segment two, we have to look at the flower, which mm-hmm. always gives us the base. Yes. This is the characterization, and we have the characterization, obviously, of Bertie and Alden. And pretty much, as usual with Hallmark, you get you get a good scan of what mm-hmm. the, the main characters are like within the first opening moments, yes. right? We, we are introduced to Bertie, who is a lawyer. Mm-hmm. She works in Resin Associates, and as a lawyer, she fits that, mm-hmm. that mold of driven, yes. smart, successful... You know, well-dressed, confident. Mm. What we find out, and it's not at first, but as we develop a little bit into the movie, we find out that her mother is the head of the law firm. (laughs) So uncomfy. And her mother wants her daughter to be a killer lawyer, Mm -hmm. going in for the main vein, merciless, and even more driven than what we see Bertie yeah. as driven, which is pretty driven anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so that little element comes just a little bit later, but we also find out another interesting part of Bertie's characterization, which is she likes to play online <laughs> poker. Correct. So she is a poker player, a poker mm-hmm. aficionado. This and is she kind seems of quite her, good. She does. This is her little pastime, her yeah. little kind of, I think, uh, de-inflating from the day, mm-hmm. just kind of debriefing from it, just kind of her own special little space that her husband knows nothing about. This is what she, yes. she has in her little corner that is her and only her. Now, Alden, on the other hand, <laughs> we have... Alden is definitely smart. Yes. No he, doubt about it. He's very detail-oriented. He is fun but nerdy Um, (laughs) definitely he he has some ambition but what we find with alden as we kind of go through things is a couple of things he's he's a bit i put flaky with respect to his jobs he has jumped through many different types of jobs Mm -hmm. none of which have been stable none of which was he has committed to his current one is selling products online, basically shipping them out to customers who bid for them. He seems to be a bit at a loss to really find his purpose in life, but we find out what his little space and what Mm -hmm. what his little bubble is that he won't share with his wife is he wants to be a private investigator. Mm -hmm. So much so that he has this veil of secrecy, which he hasn't shared with his wife. She thinks he's going to night school on becoming a CPA. (laughs) he is really going for his license to be a private investigator. So we we get this good characterization of the two. Pretty thorough, pretty complex Mm -hmm. to some degree. And you can kind of see not really complimentary in a lot of ways. Just that classic kind of marriage on the rocks portrayal where she's celebrating that he's not home because that means she gets her poker and ramen night alone. He definitely is a little hesitant to talk to her about his own dreams and passions because she has a lot of doubts in him based off the failed careers that he's participated in, including investing all of their money in cryptocurrency, which then led them into quite a steep debt. So as mom had shared, currently where Alden is, as he is taking this night class and becoming a private investigator is something that quite appeals to him. Mm -hmm. So he goes based on an assignment that the teacher gives and begins to track Kyle, who is Bertie's partner in the law Associate. firm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mm-hmm. they they typically work cases together and even Bertie has admitted Alden has shown a lot of jealousy of Kyle in the past, uh, just because she and him are quite close. They kind of have uh, like a secret handshake. They have yeah. their catchphrases that they say to each other so to pump com- each other there's up. There's a very good camaraderie between yes. yeah, she and Kyle. And what really does it for him to solidify following Kyle is that the morning he was going to tell her about his dream of becoming a private investigator and the truth about his night classes, um, he had prepared a very special breakfast 
trust me, it looked lush. I would have been sitting down mm-hmm. and indulging, especially okay. with the view of Paul Campbell. I mean, come on. Anyways. Um, <laughs> need we say more. Need we say more. Just know and- that at the end, we will give credit to our husbands, so it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I think Colleen's the one who influenced us to become absolutely infatuated with Paul, Paul Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> he even makes her a latte with a foam poured heart. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. And, and who can do that? She turns him down saying that Kyle had already promised that he would bring in coffee for her, which mm. if that were Tessa, she'd be saying two cups? Yes, please. So exactly. I guess Birdie is not slurp, a two cup slurp, girl. I'm on my way for the next one. <laughs> so this really disappoints him, not only because he wanted to finally be honest with her, but also obviously she's constantly prioritizing Kyle. He has this constant ongoing monologue as he's following Kyle after the work day of, you know, being like, oh, I'm Kyle. I go to the gym. I work 15 hours because he's coming back. But we really get the sense that something is off because Alden is noticing that there's a sedan that's been following him as he's been tracking Kyle as well. So he's getting this strange vibe and to make things even stranger, when he sees Kyle walk into the office, about 10 minutes later, he comes sprinting and out of it's very late room. at night at yes. this point. Yes. So no, it's not office hours. It is a very bizarre reaction. Yes. Um, but because he had a water bottle lodged under his gas pedal, he was not able to continue following Kyle. So he decides to head on in and see mm. what could have possibly sent Kyle running. And boy, does he regret that decision. Mm, I would, certainly. Not a good sight does mm-hmm. our Alden see. He has hanging from I don't know what he was hanging from but thankfully we were spared the image yeah (laughs) Tim who was one of the partners Mm -hmm. in this law firm so he was established yes very established um very well off we find out later and we'll find out a little bit more about that as we proceed but yes it that was a bit shocking for Alden and then the he, police... poor guy threw up. Police come right yeah. in on him. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, he, of course, tells everything he knows to them, but mm. he is really sensing that there is something off about this death. Of course, it's immediately being ruled by the police officers as a suicide, but there really was no behavioral indications that... A no notes. Mm-hmm. So Alden is having his P.I. vibes going, and at this Spidey point... Spidey senses are tingling, folks. Correct. At this point, we've already opened the movie on a murder, which we apologize we have not walked through. But real briefly, a mob boss had been found on a construction site dead. We had seen the intro scene where someone had knocked on his door despite his sign to not knock. Apartment 101. Yes. And had zapped him with a uh, taser. taser. Of yes. Some, but long enough and hard enough that mm-hmm. I believe that was the final... Yes. So nail in the coffin. We knew at this point this is two murders that have already been introduced and Alden is just trying to understand what is going on. But he's not the only one with questions because of course Birdie's a little curious about why he was poking around the office to begin with and this is where Alden finally has his moment to come clean. Um, One thing we should note is during his perusal of the office, he did find some divorce papers drawn up in Birdie's office desk. Yes. And he also found an interesting book called Poker Strategies, which he doesn't really know what to make of that either. Mm -hmm. So he's feeling a little out of his element, but he does not choose this moment to bring it up. Instead, he talks about how he has quit his accounting night classes because across the hall was an intro to PI course that he thought sounded a lot more interesting. And this is where I hit my butter, which is, you know, that central ingredient to any baking dish. That central message is how we're seeing it in our Hallmark Mm -hmm. movie. And that is the idea that you should not quit something that you truly care about. No matter what the circumstances may come, if it's something that is bringing you joy, that is something that you should follow. So for 
Alden, obviously we've talked a little bit about how he tends to quit careers. This is the first thing that we can truly see that sparks his interest. And it's interesting because a lot of his classmates kind of give him flack because, you know, he, like mom said, he is a little nerdy. He doesn't look like your classic, you know, rough and tumble PI. Yeah. Who, and they call him glasses because he, yeah, he, he has glasses on. He's always raising his hand yes. and answering the question. He is the Mike Wazowski to and Exactly. Our Rick fellow classmate Sully. So yes. <laughs> very true. Yes. Uh and yeah, he definitely has that more analytic mind, whereas his appearance, eh, he's he seems like kind of a pushover. Behaviorally, he tends to be a little bit more timid. But we can see that despite this, he's not discouraged in the least bit. Obviously, he's taking his assignment pretty seriously, even having fun with it, tracking Kyle to prove that there might yeah. be something shady about him. So <laughs> definitely that central message there in terms mm -hmm. of Kind of, even if something might not seem like the right fit, we, we have to listen to our moods and our preferences. So, mm -hmm. that is that. You just need a reason. Yes. As we're progressing through the plot line, Alden is completely devoted to solving this mystery. And yes. Bernie is a little bit hesitant about this because, of course, she's saying, why don't we leave it to the FBI? But she's curious. Yes. The because little lawyer in her says, hmm. Because she knows that there were no signs. In fact, the night of Tim's murder slash suicide. slash suicide, he had even been like giving her encouraging advice about yes. dealing with her mom and some of the lack of approval that her mom was demonstrating. So clearly he was in a positive enough headspace to be reaching out, to be noticing where her right. emotions are. And that just doesn't sit right with it, her. It did not. And even stranger... Kyle is lying about Tim's death because he is saying, I know I'm so broken up about this because he is just crying, crying, crying and cannot seem to regulate himself, unlike the other people in the office. And he's saying, Paula told me this morning and I was just so downcast. And she catches that because she knows from Alden that he saw the death last night. So he would already know. Yes, he saw Kyle running out mm -hmm. of the office last night. So she does know. Kyle was there. Why is he lying? Yes. So as the company is having drinks at a bar that Tim really enjoyed. Seems to be a cowboy type bar, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Alden yeah. is invited along so he can continue his investigation. Alden has invited himself well, along true. because he wants to have his investigation. <laughs> and he finally is able to get it out of Kyle that the reason he is so broken up about it is that him and Tim... Sorry, that rhymed and that felt a little weird. Tim and he. Yeah, so Tim and he. Ooh, that's weird too. Whatever. Yeah. Had a relationship. Yes. And they were even planning on going on a cruise together in the upcoming months. So that's yet more examples of how this really is unlikely to be a suicide since Tim... had He was happy. Had he had plans. something to yeah, look had forward to. Plans. His career was great. Mm -hmm. Now, Tim was married as well. Yes, and this is really where Alden yes. and Birdie see that next step being. Alden kept insisting that they need to see the widow because he said it sounded more dramatic when you said it that way. Yes, so they exactly. uh, are able to pick some stuff up from Paula to deliver to the newly bereaved wife of Tim, Penelope. And this is where, you know... They thought it was kind of strange that Paula was the one asked to clean the office, but Paula kind of gets stuck with all of the side tasks, all the random yeah, she, stuff. She seemed to be an administrative yeah, person within the office, you. not not part of the law part of the lawyer office, right. but part of the support staff. Yes. So she, in her house, had a lot of horse decorations as well. Alden sees this as a cry for help. But one thing most importantly that we see is we do have a picture of Laura and her sister. Caroline. Mm -hmm. And this is where she says that her sister has been deceased for many years now. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely something that she still seems pretty raw about. Of course, losing a sibling is always a challenge. So they kind of just move on. But we do get some weird vibes from Paula as she's shutting that door but we kind of get to leave it there and get to meet the widow Penelope as they are dropping off some stuff and offering the condolences on behalf of the law firm and really emphasizing that if there's any estates that need to be settled the law firm would be happy mm -hmm. to extend that help 
Penelope makes it very clear that everything is in her name and she had inherited the estate from her father, I believe. Right, so the money has all been on Penelope's side and Tim's status of just being able to have the job for the sake of something to do mm-hmm. was was funded by his wife, not by Correct. anything he did. So yeah. Yes, and it seems like one of those marriage types where... Two people are happily married, but not in love, because she knew about Kyle, and she didn't really care. So she I think she just got to frolic yeah. and do whatever she wanted, and he did whatever he wanted. But most importantly, she shares the message that in a marriage, you're either growing together or you're growing apart. And this really resonates, of course, with where Alden and Bertie are, just in terms of being so unsettled lately, having those secrets. But now that they have this case that they're working on, you can definitely see that chemistry spark up between the two of them mm-hmm. again, as they are kind of seeing sides of each other that they didn't really know were there. So. Exactly. As Alden is working on the case with Bertie, a lot comes to light. Of course, there's a lot more questions than there are answers but one lead that they get is the Cecil Bay Apartments. The maid at the door made it clear that someone at the yacht club had really shook Tim up in terms of having a verbal dispute in the driveway. Alden gets to investigate this one. This one was nothing unfortunately. Nothing panned out. But the Cecil Bay Apartments was reported by Paula as one of the things that also had Tim Tim shook up a little bit. Yes. Because there was just some sketchy figures. And there was a resident there, an older older lady who actually carried a gun. Yes. And that shook him up. Yes, quite a bit. So now they want to, now they have Cecil Bay Apartments to investigate a bit as well as to why did that shake Tim up. Because he was asked to politely and calmly dismiss the tenants since they were trying to do some upscaling in terms of making them condos Mm -hmm. for more upper class members of Mm -hmm. society, which of course could lead to a lot of conflict. Alden and Bertie both see this as potential motive. So they work together to really eradicate anyone that might have not been present or had the means and access to... So they have 15 potential... Mm -hmm. um, Apartment residents. Uh, yes. Suspects. Yes. But they narrow it down to three. three. And Alden points out that the third and final suspect looks oddly like the mob boss. Like Leon McGinnis. He uncovers the true identity of the mob boss, which Bertie points out the mob boss had died about a week before Tim was killed. So she said it really can't be him, but... Alden's really feeling strongly that they need to go to the apartments to check it out. And he's saying, you know, if we knock on the door and he's not there, we'll leave it. If he is there, we'll call the FBI if it's him. So they go to the They do a stakeout together. I know. I was not okay. They get to the apartment complex. And at this point, Alden sports a fake mustache, Mm -hmm. puts on a hat, has two Mario's pizza boxes yes. empty, of course. Yes. Because it's his disguise. This is what he's been training to do. Correct. And he has his wife beside him, so Bertie's right there. They get up to get an entry into the apartment buildings. They do manage to do that. They meet the scary elderly lady with the gun. Yes, who we do is get to very meet her. Threatening and um, loading that gun. But they do get to apartment. 101 that Mm -hmm. says for deliveries leave it there don't knock so it's the same door Mm -hmm. as we we recognize it at the beginning so we know that this is the door from which the person was tasered and Mm -hmm. and drug out of there and we do think that is leon mcginnis uh the mob boss yes of course nothing's going to deter our wonderful (laughs) detective to be Alden from going in. This is our salt element. This mm-hmm. is the one that adds the flavor. Is a little bit kind of saucy. It's just a, something notable that happens because this is where Alden really puts on his persona. Decides he's really going to be the PI. He's going to go into disguise and he's going to go to Mr. Gasco, mm-hmm. quote unquote, in room 101. And this is what happens then beyond our salt moment, which is that indeed they walk in only to find there's no one there, but there's money in the freezer. And as they go to exit, the FBI come in. Yes. So Surprise, surprise. (laughs) 
this really leads to the first conflict that we really witnessed between the couple. I mean, I guess the first one might have been when he came clean as a PI, but this one really blows up because, of course, they are handcuffed in the back seat of the FBI's vehicle, and this is really too much for a birdie. She's saying, this is exactly why I didn't want us yeah. getting involved. Like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm tired of playing into your detective fantasy is the way that she phrases it, which, of course, is really hurtful given that this is the thing that Alden has been pursuing and has been the most passionate about that we've seen him all movie. Yes. And... As they are letting them go, Alden is just being so provocative, so uh, unlike himself. The confidence that he finds in speaking to the FBI members of saying that he's not an amateur, he's getting his certificate, he knows that there's something more that they're not uncovering is really wonderful to see. But of course, Birdie is just trying to get him to just calm down and leave the scene. So as they are walking to the car this is really where we get that blow-up moment where birdie is saying that she's out and she's done and alden challenges her and says out of working on the case or out on our marriage because he brings up the divorce papers he finally does he finally admits that that's what he found she said this was my moment when you did the cryptocurrency yeah. <laughs> it, you were never meant to see it it was never meant to go anyplace else but yeah. i really that was my breaking point. They do have one final really unsettling moment for the night because they hear glass breaking in their garage. As they step in, they see a brick face down. And yes. of course, we all know what this means. So Alden very gingerly with the baseball glove picks it up, flips it over and sees the message, let sleeping dogs lie. And of course, Birdie sees this as warning, warning, we need to back out threat, permanently. Threat. Yep, done, She's already done. been emotionally, you know, pushed to her breaking point. She was sobbing in the car while- The only Alden reason they were home. they were let go was because yeah. of her mother and who right. her mother is, obviously. Right. So this, this is too much. Yes, this is because too much. now she's saying they know where we live. This is feeling unsafe all around. Right. But Alden sees this as a positive sign because he's saying we're shaking up the right people if they feel nervous enough to threaten us. Yes. So this is really where the couple is trying to figure out what this can mean for them. As they're getting ready for the night, of course, they're still discussing this. Birdie saying, you know, they threw a brick through our window, Alden. Like, we need right. to be paying attention to this. Right. And Alden is saying, why couldn't they have just left a letter in the mailbox or a note taped to our door? And this is where we get the quote of our podcast because Alden suggests that it would be the decent thing to do. <laughs> Which is just like, again, such a testament to like his innocence and perhaps a little bit of his naivety. Yes. yes. But <laughs> nonetheless... Our couple needs to come to some kind of conclusion, which I think leads to your moment. Mom. They certainly do. And I think this is this leads to the sugar moment of the or the sweetest moment because yes. basically this is where Alden really just lays it on the line mm -hmm. with with Birdie. He has you can tell throughout the whole relationship as we've seen it at least to date. Yes. He really has acquiesced to who she is and what's important to her. He's tried to fit into her world. He's trying to do the best he can, but he doesn't he doesn't fit into that mold. He's not yeah. a lawyer. He's not a cut and paste kind of person. Mm -hmm. What he's what he's trying to communicate to Birdie is all I've ever needed, as I've I've bounced from job to job to job to job, all I ever needed was a reason mm -hmm. to really have something to focus on. And right. this gets me. This yeah. this is me. This PI work is me. So he so he makes it clear to her that as, as before they even go to bed, he says, I'm not quitting. Mm -hmm. I'm not quitting on being a PI and I'm not quitting on our marriage because they're both worth fighting for, yes. which is one of the sweetest it moments. And he's is. just very clear to her, yeah. very forthright and transparent. And he's got his heart on his sleeve yeah. to really tell Birdie what this all means to him, yeah. both her and this new career that he's mm -hmm. chosen. So yeah. that's my that's my sugar moment. It was such a wonderful moment, but of course, a new day dawns and Alden is really in the garage trying to piece together with his little board who could possibly have committed this crime. And as he is looking through a magnifying glass at the picture, he notices Evo Construction is the site where the mobster's body was found. And he connects this with the stalker 
surveillance work that he did for his homework assignment on Kyle, who happened to be wearing an Evo construction shirt while he was working out. Yes. As he dug a little deeper, he comes to realize that that is the construction company of his uncle. So now we are starting to see the signs maybe come together Mm -hmm. and... Alden is very confident that Kyle is the killer. Again, doesn't really explain the Tim connection, especially since they were in a relationship. True. But he's, he's thinking, ah, the step counter, because Birdie has been talking about the competition where they've all been wearing a step tracker. And he goes to Paula, who had offered to help in any way that she can as they navigated Tim's death. And he says... I really need that step tracker data in order to see if anything comes up in terms of the night of Tim's death. And Paul is like, okay, I will bring that information by. I happen to be running errands in your area later this evening. I'll bring it by. Can't do it right now, but I'll do it later and I'll bring it by. Exactly. So she comes over to his house in the evening and we get one of the spookiest moments of the movie because... Birdie is at work alone, and as she is walking into the corridor to make herself a fresh cup of coffee, yes, it is too late at night to be drinking another cup of coffee, I want to acknowledge that, but the lights are kind of flickering, she's getting weird vibes, and Kyle is suddenly there, and he's saying, Mm -hmm. oh, um, you're staying late too, and she said, yeah, is anyone else happen to be working here right now and he said nope it's just the two of us and we just get the eerie vibes Mm -hmm. but of course we're flitting back between Alden and Birdie's perspectives as Alden is telling Paula more about okay with this step tracker data we really should be able to hone in because of course in his mind he's thinking it will definitively prove that Kyle was there when Tim was murdered exactly well, as he is pouring a nice fresh glass of bourbon, bourbon. for him and his new buddy Paula, um, she says, yep, the data would prove who killed Tim. And she whips out her handy dandy trusty taser and stuns him. And we cut back to Kyle and Bertie, which of course at this point we're realizing, ah, maybe Kyle wasn't the killer. Kyle and Bertie are also logging into the step tracker because Kyle has kind of been cheating on the competition. <laughs> he's asking he's for the back yes, door, as we said. To manually input his data. So now he's sitting at 22,000 steps, even though she has five. <laughs> yeah, 5,000. She's realizing, hmm, oh, so the terms and conditions of this step tracker are a little bit looser than we realize. There's a mm-hmm. GPS feature to it. So she notices, based on the current data, that Paula is, interestingly enough, at her house. But she does know it is a little strange, right. especially because Alden did not tell her about this meeting Correct. and his realization. So they retroactively look at the data from the night of Tim's murder and see that not only was Kyle in the building, but Paula was too. We already knew that Kyle obviously had come across Tim and Paula was shown leaving the back door. So of course in Bertie's mind, this is all coming together and knowing that Paula is at the house has her worried about Alden's and she knows he was not gonna quit on the case. So now we cut back to Alden seeing him duct tape up in his own garage, which is so sad. And we have reached the next element, which is the eggs or the betrayal of our podcast. We're smelling something rotten here because Paula is now revealed to be the killer. Of course, Alden has a lot of questions, namely, why? Why did she murder these two men? She then connects it with her sister Carolyn's death because we learn that Liam McGinnis is the one who killed her sister Caroline who was yeah. just cutting through a back alley a very innocent young lady yeah. wrong place wrong time happened to see something she shouldn't have seen and she was the victim and Which, Paula has kept this yeah. as her revenge for her entire life and when she finds out because she actually had gone with Tim to the Cecil Bay apartments when they were going to serve the eviction notices basically and she saw Mm -hmm. him in that apartment 
So she knows... She knew it was him. Yeah. Hiding under an alias, of course. Exactly. And she connected the dots. Mr. Gasco was his alias. Yes. We know that now, obviously, mm-hmm. from the investigation that yeah. Alden has done. So, yes, but ladies, indeed. let's talk safety. Life's recipe that no one asked for, but here it is nonetheless. Bonus! Don't be cutting through back alleys, or if you choose to, don't be going alone. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Ladies, stick together. True that. Safety in numbers, please. But anyways, yes, as we continue, this really explains the first man's death, but but it doesn't explain Tim. So as Paula is making it clear that she intends to also kill Alden now that he knows, he is asking, you know, just out of curiosity, (laughs) uh, why Tim then? And as the news of... Leon's death came to light. Tim knows that the only people that were able to see him and potentially identify him was himself and Paula. Mm. And Tim already knew it wasn't him. So he and Paula were talking and some of Tim's realizations come to life. So she, just like with Alden, sees that as that moment that needs to be silenced. As everything is coming to light, Alden is realizing what a danger he is in. So one thing he had seen when he first saw Paula and had kind of been laughing about, he had seen that sedan that had been trailing him and had noticed that there was a soda cup on the dashboard. This all clicks in his mind. So he very hastily grabs his remote for his robot because he has many a robot in that garage, let me tell you, and is able to move his robot to open the garage door. Of course, this alerts Paula. She says absolutely not as she is sticking some Clorox in a turkey baster to do him in. And she is closing the garage that he opened. So... Then, of course, we get the struggle. Alden's trying to just make it. Birdie is struggling to drive quick enough to make it to him. And we are thinking, how is he going to get out of this situation? Because Paula is determined. And we hear the door open. And lo and behold, Rick appears, which is my baking soda moment. Because it is a moment that stood out to me. Because it took a while to click. But in that moment... Alden had realized that Rick had to be the one who was trailing him for his assignment, the same assignment that led Alden to trail uh, Kyle. Kyle. And Rick is able to uh, detain Paula. He had already called the FBI, and that explains why at all moments the FBI was called, because the one who was making the calls was Rick. When, or who was, was, who was yeah. a detective. Yes, he was a detective. He was just trying to get his PI right. license as well. So he, he had already the had the skills. And in, the skills. Yes. And, yes. And he knew that things were up. He knew when things weren't sitting right. And the garage door opening and closing was kind of that code to him that something was up and he needed to come in the house. So it was just a really cool... Exactly tie-in because truthfully why it stood out to me was I did not see it coming. I think maybe when we were watching was dad the one who threw out that that Rick was going to be the sedan. Someone called it in the beginning. I don't remember who it was. Dad then I didn't. Yeah yeah yeah. and I was and I was like oh no I don't think it is. I think the person in the sedan is the killer. So then I made this whole false plot line. I don't know like just Tied it all Which made us think that when Alden saw the car, he realized Paula was the killer. But then right. when she tases him, we oh realized, no, he did not think. He was he was totally letting her. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, y'all, we went through many rides we in these did. final moments Up, of the down, movie. left, right. Yeah. Feel free to weigh in if you watched this one. D- did you guess the plot? Did you know what was happening at all Did you all know points? the killer? Yeah, did you know? But uh, yes, as we are rounding out our movie, it's all the feel goods because, of course, Birdie and Alden are being recognized by... Eleanor, who is Bertie's normally disproving mother, not only on how much closer they are, which they really are, we have the moment when they are reunited and Alden goes in for that kiss by dipping Bertie. And this is where we reach that smooch meter. So mom, what did you think of that initial, I guess coming together kiss? They had smooched a couple times, but I feel like this is the kiss. It was was mediocre. Mm. Now later on, Towards yes. the end, they do kiss, kiss, and yes. that is a good 
marriage mm-hmm. solid kiss. But this yeah. that that dipping. In, I don't know. I, I, I liked thought it. Was it. Kind of, I thought it was kind of mediocre. I rated it high, okay. saying the dip. I mean, well, that was precious. The kiss, although it was short and sweet, I feel like that dip just woo elevated it. But <laughs> as they are getting ready to visit with Eleanor, the mom. They are stopped in the driveway by some very intimidating looking fellows. <laughs> and a very intimidating, looks like armor clad uh, SUV type of thing. Yes, they're with the mob. Mm-hmm. Clearly with the mob. And and the head of it has a deli and... Wine shop. Wine shop, quote unquote. Probably a front end to a, uh, to a, a mob business there. But he's made it clear to both of them. Well, actually, first he gives the credit to Alden, but naturally, Alden obviously says it's 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 both it's both myself yeah. and my wife Bertie, who have done this because he's very grateful that everything from the Leon McGinnis murder, etc., has been cleared up. Mm-hmm. So grateful, and here's our runner-up quote <laughs> that he he actually gives them something wrapped in foil. Of course, they're a little bit like, yeah. oh, no, 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 what's that? What's that? What's that? You know, I get well, I'll take that. He goes. It's a ham. Bone in. Right. So he's given them a wonderful, Mm -hmm. huge ham bone in and is grateful. And if they ever need anything. A favor. Call it in. Call it in. You know where he's at. But they do learn from Eleanor that Penelope is over the moon. In fact, they get to have a brief meeting with her where she gives them the life insurance. Now that the death was ruled as a homicide, she and is able to access that yes. life insurance. She bestowed it to Bertie and Alden to begin their private investigation company. One hundred thousand dollars. Yes, it was such. Uh, I loved this moment because when he originally looks at the check, you know he must have been looking at the numbers, and he goes, "Oh my gosh, it's one million dollars!" Which, for all the folks out there that confuse their commas, I'm there with you. I probably also would have read it as a million dollars, but. He, he, he quickly gets corrected in that misreading. But, of course, this is really exciting for the couple. They're a lot closer than they ever were. They needed that thing that they were working on together, and they both agree no more secrets at this point. They're going to be stronger when they work together. So, as they are returning home, we get the promise of a series with this one, which, ah, fingers oh, crossed! we do. Because there is a very distraught-looking woman. It was literally... The Great Mouse Detective ending. Yes. It was the best. We're all in. Yes. We're all in. She, she's clearly distraught, and they're inviting her into the house to talk about it. So, Yes. Let's see what we can do for you. Yes. So excited. I really do hope this is a series. But let's touch on some of the elements that we haven't gotten to yet. Hair. Fashion. Makeup. I mean, the man sweaters alone for Paul Campbell. Ugh. Loved it. Alden, and you are our be all. Yes, all. you are. The the fun, every yes. everything he wore was yes. just tremendous. Impeccable. He and was dressed up when he needed to be. He was dressed down when he didn't, and that's how I feel. And Birdie. Mm, beautiful. She was beautiful even without makeup. So, so when yeah. she comes home and she's like, okay, I'm schlepping in my, you know, right. my uh, sweater and everything, and I'm gonna play my poker and drink my right. beer. No makeup, gorgeous. She was stunning. Puts the makeup on and yes. stunning, stunning. Clothes. Oh, yes. yes. She, yeah. She Above brought and beyond. It. Yep, she brought it. Yeah. Everything Absolutely you wanted to see. Absolutely brought it. Yes. As for chemistry of our couple, of course, this was an interesting movie since yes. they already were married, but I will say I think they really did a good job of depicting that... Sometimes we can drift apart even when we live together. (laughs) So I think they did a really good job of showing that natural rekindling of their relationship. Mm -hmm. One common theme throughout the movie was Birdie really challenging Alden to be like, is this where you saw our life being married is? Doing all this private investigation work and being in handcuffs in the back of an FBI car. And what's so sweet is they come back to this idea that as long as they're with each other, they really don't care what it looks like so it's it's almost like a pina colada moment you know the song yeah yeah. because it's almost like they they have to notice from each other different things that they never noticed before that they have in common right things that really increase their adrenaline increase their interest make them happy make them fulfilled make them full of life Mm -hmm. that's and life together yes the pina colada plot line mom has termed it and coined it here pina (laughs) colada 
Plot line. <laughs> Got it, Hallmark? All right. But yeah, that really rounds out all of those elements. So we will jump into our final segment, which is measuring cups. So during this segment, we'll review our counts and close out with our beloved woo-woo rating. But mom, what counts did you have this week? I had purses, coats, and shoes. Okay. We had no hats. We had no scarves. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in a different we're, season. Yeah. We're moving on. So yes. we're going to do purses, coats, and shoes. So purses, obviously only for Bertie. Right. We have the four. Yes. Okay. Oftentimes that kind of attache type of, yeah. which makes sense. She's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah definitely. The coats for Bertie, I have six for alden i have seven wow now i included some kind of okay, um yeah sweatery zip mm-hmm. type oh, alden just brought it he I did just, you know he did. I, he's we had small. to count it we had to count it he had, to count. He had to do it <laughs> shoes i didn't count alden because i'm not gonna look at men's yeah, shoes yeah. who yeah. cares who let's cares? face it <laughs> shoes are birdies I had five. I okay. think I pretty much got them. I, think so. I don't know. Not all were full body, yeah, especially towards I mean, the end. Often the other ones were, and you could see the heels and the different mm-hmm. types of heels. Five could well be more. Fair enough. Well, I, of course, took the hot beverages and adult beverages to round us out. Hot beverages were either five or six mm-hmm. because technically there was that coffee that sadly she did not drink from He Alden. drank it though. Oh, that's true. Okay, so we got six. We got he six. He did drink it. Adult beverages, four, which honestly for a movie like this really surprised me. Quite not a bit bad. of beer. Of course, they went to the bar and of course, lastly, to round it out, Alden shared that bourbon with um, Paula, quite unfortunately. But... <laughs> yeah, well, I those, don't think Alden got much of that bourbon before he was zapped. Right. Those are our counts. So that leads us to our woo-woo rating, West, West, West. You know that this is based off of our gorgeous golden retriever, Miss Nala Mama, who, as always, is laying right beside us as we record the podcast. She needs to hear what's going on, but she loves to woo-woo to express herself, whether it's happiness, sadness, stress, anxiousness, overwhelm, um, Need a treat? Want more food? Gotta go outside? Yeah. We will woo-woo to express ourselves and our opinion on the movie on a one to five scale, one being the worst Hallmark movie we've ever seen, five being the best Hallmark movie we've ever seen. Mom, why don't you kick us off? I shall kick you off. So, The Cases of Mystery Lane, I give a woo-woo rating of... 4.5. Okay. What led to that? Would love to have the five just for Paul Campbell. Just just because. I only subtracted the 0.5. And again, I did. I mean, literally about five I would start with because mm. I would start with that for this movie. 0.5 subtracted because it just didn't always gel to me. Mm. It kind of it kind of jumped around a bit. Yeah. I could follow everything. I, I love I love murder mysteries. Believe me, I'm a, I'm a cozy mystery type of reader. Oh, absolutely. Uh, by the dozen, no doubt about it. But to me, I couldn't. I just couldn't push it to the five. I I, I like the characterization of every of, of the two main leads, especially. But again, it kind of just seemed gaps in between for me that weren't full cycle. And if I look at kind of. And it, this is a murders and mysteries, folks. So we, we typically yes. do not do murders and mysteries. So I, I guess I kind of have to caveat it with because I, I look at it from a Hallmark movie perspective of some of my <laughs> yeah, expectations. Fair. And it probably didn't meet some of those, but it is a murders and mystery. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I should give it that by, but I'm not going to change it. I'll go with a 4.5. That's fair. And Sally? I give The Cases of Mystery Lane a 5 woo rating. apologize i'm not even gonna apologize nope this movie actually had me guessing i will be honest i did not know the killer until it was revealed i knew i got some strange vibes from paula but i thought the most she would be was an accomplice Mm -hmm. i did not think she was the main killer so to me i was like on the edge of my seat multiple times in the movie uh again we i didn't know who was gonna save him from his situation i figured he was gonna somehow sneak out the garage which i thought was improbable so the fact that they didn't robot somehow saved him yeah yeah it was it, it was definitely well written and Paul Campbell, I definitely, I, I know we've been gushing over you. I want to give him props. 
he played a different character than I thought he was capable of. Yes. I mean, yes, he was still But goofy. a really cru- cute somersault across the bed. That yes, was like, that was, that was keen. That was so keen. Definitely still a goofball, but yes. he could be serious. And he yes. had that very vulnerable side that really brought the character of Alden to life. So yes. I definitely want to give props. This is the first time that I've seen Amy Garcia in a she movie. She was fantastic. Loved her. She was I really was blown away. Would love to see a lot yes. more of her Hallmark. Please feature more. her. She was gorgeous. Please make this a series. Please. We will watch that (laughs) series. Can we be the extra in the series? Exactly. I'll be the murderer even. Go ahead. I'm all for it. I'll be the murderer. I mean, really? (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um, But yeah, I I liked the motif of the marriage naturally drifting apart to finding each other. The pina colada, as we talked about. And... I just felt like overall I got good vibes from this movie and at the beginning I'll be honest I was not sure that was gonna happen Mm -hmm. I was very mom can vouch for me I was very timid entering into this movie because I wasn't really sure what to Mm -hmm. expect so the fact that I was pleasantly surprised really boosted me to the five and I mean it's Paul Campbell and a mystery. So there you have it. Those are our thoughts. We are going to close out the podcast with our shout outs. Shout out to Tessa. We love you. We love you. We hope you're enjoying your evening off because you more than deserve it. With the little beastie boo. With beastie. You've also seen Beastie on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know where you love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She'll be back. Yes. Shout out to our husbands, to Mark and to Nick. Thank you very much for supporting our podcasting. Absolutely. We love you. Shout out to our sponsor, Anchor. Thank you for believing in us, especially as we hit our milestone episode 75. 75th episode. Shout out to the provider of our candle. And let me try to pronounce this. Jove, I believe you pronounce it. This is in New Orleans, French Quarter, Louisiana, on Chartres Street, 434 Chartres Street. And we're out burning Verbana. Mm-hmm. So Vervain, I believe, or Vervaine, um, in French, but it's Verbana. So we have that nice kind of lemony, grapefruity yes. type of uh, a scent. Um, Perfect for spring. Accompanying our and podcasting making. efforts today. Yes. So we shout out to our candle maker. (laughs) And as always, we want to shout out to all of our listeners, both loyal and new. We would not be able to do this without you coming back each week to hear our Hallmark chitter chatter and all those thoughts that are in our minds. Next week, we will be diving headfirst into the 2023 Hallmark Spring Into Love series. I know, I know, we're a little delayed, but... That's really okay because these movies have been worth covering. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I've been having a great time in season six so far. Definitely interested to see what the next season of Hallmark movies have to bring. But until then, cheers! cheers!